friends, and welcome to a very special live stream of the IT Business Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about tech gadget gifts for the summer. I've got my friend Aaron Lawrence coming up in just a bit. And this is a live stream, not at our usual time, but we did a time here a little bit after the holiday. And before we get into the meat of summer so that you could, if you are an Amazon member, take advantage of the Amazon Prime that is coming up next week, July 11th and 12th. So Aaron and I will be going over some products and giving you some ideas for the summer. Uh, I want to go ahead and at least acknowledge that this is presented by NetAlly. For those of you that listen to the regular podcast, NetAlly is our ally for network diagnostic. They provide handheld tools to help us test, troubleshoot, and design networks better, smarter, and faster. And uh, I have a little, I don't want to say surprise because I've mentioned it before, but I have one of their newest tools that it's on its way to me. I don't know what that means, but if you haven't heard yet, here's a little clip to show you what I'm talking about. If you are listening to the audio after the fact, that was a video for the upcoming Net uh, Ally Cyberscope. And essentially what that is, is all of the great tools that you have had in all their previous models, the Link Sprinter, the Link Runner, the Etherscope, where you can test and troubleshoot your network. You can do some a whole bunch of analysis and testing but it adds in this cyber element where you can do some in-maps and see if you have any cyber attacks happening on your network. Now, I don't know exactly how it works. That's why I asked for them to send me one. They said yes, but it is coming straight from the manufacturer, so I don't know when it's coming. I tried to get an update here even yesterday as we were preparing for this. I do know that Amazon... uh, Somebody on Amazon actually got hold of some. I think there were two available as of yesterday. So I'm going to do a quick search here. And if for some reason you want to go ahead and get yours, and it's still available here on the Amazon, uh, let's see here. It looks like, oh, it looks like there's only one in stock. So let me uh, at least share the screen here and show you what we're talking about here and yes this is live and we did not plan so this is this is what happens but here it is the net ally cyberscope on amazon and it, it's a little different looking it's all black not your green machine green that you're used to seeing but it is the same form factor as the etherscope if you are familiar with that And it's got a nice little heavy-duty case, so this must mean it's serious. So I will put a link in the chat for that. So if you are interested in getting that on your own ahead of my review, uh, go ahead and do that. Otherwise, when they come in stock, because they will be coming to distribution, I can get you uh, a CyberScope at a price a little bit less, well, a lot less than what's on Amazon there if you 
paid attention. The Amazon price has it at 14502 and we're going to be at least a grand a thousand or more less than that. So let me grab a link here and put that in the chat so that if you are wanting to take advantage of that and be one of the first to get the cyberscope, then you can do so. All right. So got the sponsor out of the way. Let me go ahead and bring on our special guest. We're going to get right to it. And she was on the show before. If you had seen us on the Black Friday preview, she had joined us then. Uh, But today I'm actually going to do a little video intro for her and uh, then we'll have her on board. Hi, I'm Erin Lawrence and welcome to my YouTube channel. It's all about giving viewers a real person's experience so they know what they're getting. This channel is for real people. I don't spend a whole lot of time on specs and speed tests. It's about how these devices work in a real home. Viewers are always telling me I should be on the nightly news or that I sound like a news anchor. Well, I was actually trained as a journalist and I worked in network TV for about 20 years. Good evening, I'm Erin Lawrence. Welcome to Calgary Late Night. I like to bring that journalistic balance and credibility and professionalism to fun, cool and interesting gadgets. My YouTube subscribers are the nicest people. They're so smart, they're engaged, and they're really supportive. Subscribe to my channel right now. Aaron, how are you? Hello, Marv. I'm great. How about you? I am good. So, nice little intro video there on your YouTube channel. I'm very happy that you showed that. Yeah, I had a lot of fun putting that video together, just telling folks what we're doing here on the channel. Yeah, very good. Now, I want to get this question out of the way. I didn't prepare you for it, so... Let's see how it goes. But how did it feel making a video of yourself with all those different hairstyles going back? (laughs) That was the fun part was going back through all that footage and checking out the different hair colors and styles and all the makeup and some of the outfits. So I I have a long history of video clips that date back quite far. So much like you guys going through your old photo albums or or your fo- photo albums online, it's uh, it's a good trip down memory lane. Uh, yep. I uh, I got a couple of photos sent to me eh, maybe two weeks ago of a much younger me at a <laughs> national conference for junior achievement back when I had hair, and we're, we're talking <laughs> we're talking a good inch or more at that time. So it was nice and a much skinnier me. Good to too. look back every yes, now and then. Yes, it is. So for those that may be listening and watching for the very first time, you are from Tech Gadgets Canada. So quickly, just tell us a little bit about that and how things have been going. Yeah, I started a blog probably about 10 years ago now um, called techgadgetscanada.com. And it's meant to cover reviews of very common consumer products. So things like smartphones, smart home gadgets, robot vacuums, all that really fun consumer tech that people are really shopping for. And one of the things I've done in the last couple of years is we've realized that the audience we have has grown internationally. We have a huge amount of readers and viewers for the channel in the United States as well. So we're actually very slowly doing a bit of a rebrand to techgadgetsinternational.com just to reflect the international nature of that audience and 
I love that our audience is growing. I love that we are seeing people and interacting with people from all over the world. And that's one of the great things about the internet, right? You can you can have new friends and supporters and people interested in your content from just about anywhere. Now, this is something that you started as a little side hustle, right? Not your day job. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a day job for, well, probably the first nine and a half years. And only recently I decided to go all in on content creation, working on the blog and the YouTube channel and things related to that. So this is now my full-time job. I like to say I'm a full-time YouTuber now, which shocks some people because they're like, hey, you, you can do that. That's a job. And yeah, it is. It's a ton of fun. I love being my own boss. I love the content creation that I do, the video production, the writing. It's so much fun and just sharing all the information I can with readers and viewers. Oh my. So I did not know you had gone full time. I don't think you were the last time we chatted. So we're going to have to get into that either after the show. (laughs) That might be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Something down the road. Uh, So we you know, started talking when I reached out and said, Hey, we need to do something, maybe a Christmas in July or whatever. And, and, and you had this great idea to talk about the gadgets of summer. And luckily we were able to time it just in time for Amazon day. So let me ask you, because I know that, you know, my listeners know that I'm an Amazon affiliate. So I always try to get them to click my links and do stuff there. Are you also an Amazon affiliate? I am. Yeah. It's one of the great things that I like about being a content creator is that for the most part, people are already shopping and looking for a lot of the things that I'm writing about. So having affiliate links allows me to, well, to earn a few pennies here and there from from links if folks choose to click on them. Um, you've probably talked about this with your audience, that there's no obligation to folks to use those links. It doesn't cost people anything. Um, it's just a small way to help out those creators that you really like and support. If you want to go ahead and click on those links and use those links to buy products that you might actually be interested in purchasing, it's a it's a small help out for, for us. Yep. And I've got my disclaimer running along the bottom of the screen for those that are watching. Just to let you know, legally, I have to say, yes, we are an affiliate. And if you click on any links, we might get a penny or two, like you said. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about some of the things you've been doing. You actually had already started, uh, previewing some items. So what kind of stands out in, in, uh, your list? Yeah, there's so many things. I mean, Amazon prime day is the last time I checked, it's bigger than Christmas, um, in some ways and bigger than black Friday, because what Amazon does is it encourages all of its retailers to offer really steep discounts it is kind of like a Christmas in July. So we're all used to having that big shopping period in November or December, but Amazon likes to offer these discounts in the middle of the summer. So it's become hugely popular in recent years and people have started to look forward to those deep discounts. Amazon prime day is always a secret until Amazon announces what the dates are. Um, This year it is July 11th and 12th. And something they're doing, which is a bit newer as well, is they're starting to offer major discounts in the days and weeks leading up to Prime Day, which is kind of new. So no longer do you have to wait for just those one or two days to take advantage of discounts if you're shopping for smart home tech or anything else. Now you can go on the site, you know, like I said, in the days and weeks before Prime Day and start seeing some really steep discounts. And 
a lot of folks are finding that the discounts are, they're pretty substantial. I mean, some of the ones that I've seen can range from, you know, 30 or 40% to 50% off some really common and popular items and, and things that I've reviewed. Nice, nice. Now you actually put together, I should make sure it's you that did this, but you actually put together a secrets to know how to shop on Amazon uh, during the Prime Days. So uh, what prompted you to write that? Yeah, just we we get a lot of questions from folks about, you know, should I see a Ring Video Doorbell, for example, is on sale right now, but should I buy it today or should I wait for Prime Day? What's, you know, is it going to be even cheaper if I wait? And, you know, sometimes folks don't understand how the Prime Day sales work and and what's involved and what you might want to know before Prime Day, for example. So we've been getting some of those questions on social media and on the YouTube channel. And we thought maybe it's a good idea to put together just a little sort of frequently asked question article that answers some of those questions for our readers. All right. If you see me darting back and forth as I'm actually trying to pull that up on my screen and your your site must be getting hammered right now because it is <laughs> it is slowly loading for me. So it as soon be. as that comes yeah. up, I'll I'll uh, uh, slide over to that. But while we're doing that, say hello to your dog. There, she's going to be quiet. Somebody just <laughs> rang the bell, but we're going to ignore them. Okay. <laughs> um, we're podcasting here, Marv. Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. I have stuff happen all the time. So I got the link up there. Let me do a quick share here and bring that up real quick and see if there's anything you want to mention about your article there. Amazon Prime Day. There we the, go. Um, maybe maybe one of the things we should talk about, Marv, about Prime Day, sort of the number one question that I do get asked mm-hmm. is, do I have to be a Prime member to take advantage of it? And a lot of, <laughs> sorry, the truth about it is, yes, you do need to be a Prime member. Um, we can talk about what that involves or, you know, if folks aren't familiar with Prime, we can get into that a little bit if you want. But you do need to be a member to take advantage of most of those really substantial deals. Right. And I did mention that. And you talked already about the advantages. Um, and then you do list on the article there what Amazon Prime is and should you get it. And in my opinion, if you shop a lot on Amazon, and when I say a lot, I would say even as little as once a week, I think it's worth mm-hmm. it just for the, you know, the free shipping, whether it's two day or if you sign up for an Amazon business account, a lot of times you'll get free one day or even yeah. same day shipping. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth it too. I've, I've had prime for probably about 10 years and for me, the shipping alone is worth it. And I mean, maybe that's the tech blogger in me talking. I, I do order a lot of stuff from Amazon for my job. Um, but I still do think that it's quite valuable. And, you know, then you don't have to worry about what the shipping costs are on some things. You can just, you know, order and everything shows up at your door in, like you say, a couple of days. Right. Now, before we get into some of these products, let me go ahead and ask this question that probably my listeners don't know, uh, but I've chatted with you and I know that your listeners that are watching will know this already. Do you actually purchase the items that you review or do you, you know, get them free from the, you know, the manufacturer distributors? How does that work? Yeah. Great question. And the answer is uh, D, all of the above. So 
Uh, depending on what it is, I've got some relationships with public relations <laughs> consultants and friends. There goes the dog again. Thank you. This must be his time that uh, you normally <laughs> oh, no, spend it's, with it's him. Funny, funnily enough, Marv, it's FedEx at the door. Oh, who is <laughs> bringing <laughs> who Amazon? Need, who needs me to pay for a delivery for something <laughs> from my from my yard? That's hilarious. My husband just passed me a note. So okay, you'll you'll see our new uh, sprinkler controller. I think it's from Moen. Oh. I'll be reviewing that coming up later this summer. <laughs> okay, I got one of those last year. Not from Moen, but I mine was Rainbird. And it was the wi- oh, interesting. Wi-Fi enabled. That one. Yeah. And Eve is another version that I have actually reviewed. So I wanted to do um, an article. I know we're getting off topic here. It's okay. But <laughs> an article on comparing all these different sprinkler controllers and stuff. So I'm excited to see what the new version does and if it can keep my lawn and garden nice and green. All right. I'm going to make a note here that I will ask you about that later. Yes. So moan sprinkler controller. All right. Great for live TV. (laughs) (laughs) Right? This is what happens. This is the tech blogger. It is. It is. You're seeing it real, raw, and unfiltered. (laughs) All right. So um, we've got a whole, you sent me a whole bunch of stuff uh, that we could possibly review. Is there anyone that stands out as your favorite? Man, um, I'm just thinking. I've reviewed some really cool um, robot vacuums, Mm -hmm. which we can touch on. I've reviewed some really great sounding speakers, but maybe one of the most timely things, because we are talking about summer and it's almost like that Christmas in July, is the mosquito repeller that I got to try. Oh, and so we're going to go there. Called, yeah, it's by a company called Thermacell. And I know when I read about these gadgets, I thought, <laughs> come on now, some kind of little digital box that you're going to stick somewhere in your yard is really supposed to keep mosquitoes away. And I thought the concept seemed a little far-fetched, Yeah. but I thought, you know what, I'll, this is, this is what I do. I try things out. I like to be a skeptic going into these things and I tried it out and I have to say I was very surprised. Okay. So I'm bringing up the Amazon page here and going to Show it here now. Right now, I've got a few of them up. So, get this here and share it to the stream. So, uh, looks like so. There's a couple of different models. Is there a particular model? Yeah, the one I reviewed was the Radius, which is a smaller version. You can sort of get giant size ones if you've got a big yard or a big space. The Radius is a portable version, and it's a little smaller, more compact. You can you know take it with you if you're going camping. Um, very convenient, decent, long lasting battery on it. But the thing that struck me is it actually works. So we tried this out over a few weekends, uh, camping and spending time out in the yard. It'll give you about a 20 foot sort of dome of mosquito free area. And the way it works is it's got this little cartridge that you'll drop into the top of the device. And then you power it on. And the one I tried out is battery powered, like I think I said. And you turn it on and it needs about five or 10 minutes to sort of get going and sort of spread this. I'm not quite sure what it is. It's not <laughs> It's not a chemical. It's not a sound. It's, I guess it's almost, it would be very similar to like an essential oil diffuser. Mm, okay. So it doesn't make any sound. It doesn't emit any smoke. Um, it's not stinky. It's not loud. It just, you set it, 
there in the middle of wherever you are. It operates completely silently and it keeps the mosquitoes away. It's, it's really cool. It, it worked. I was absolutely floored that it worked for us. And, you know, it wasn't just me. We had some friends around. There was probably about six or eight of us and everybody said, yeah, the mosquitoes seem to have just kind of vanished. So it was a pretty helpful gadget. Very interesting. So on the page there, it talks about, uh, heat draws the repellent upward. So is there a, I mean, I don't know if that's not really a flame, but what is that that is heating up? Is there an element inside? It's kind of, I guess it would be akin to an element. It's not like you can touch the device itself and it's not sort of hot, like a, you know, almost like a toaster would get when you warm it up, Right. but it warms the essence that's in that cartridge. And if you look really closely, and I did do this on my YouTube channel, I reviewed the device in detail, and I've got this shot where you can sort of see this tiny little, almost like mist wafting out of the top of the device, but just barely. Mm. So it's heating up what's in that cartridge and just dispersing it into the air very gently. And that's that's what works to keep the mosquitoes. And you said that it uh let's see it even said on the site 20 feet radius so that's mm-hmm. i mean that's a, you know about the area of a patio right mm-hmm. yeah dinner yeah. table if you're sitting outside eating and you you don't want to have to worry about the mosquitoes all right it's also good um you know if you want to bring it into a tent if you're if you're camping and you want to go in and out of a tent sometimes opening up and closing up the doors or if you're in one of those screened in porches it's really good to bring a gadget like this into that enclosed area, turn it on, let all the mosquitoes get out, and then you can close yourself safely inside. Nice. Now, it says that it's got a nine-hour runtime. Is Did you try to use it that long, or how long did you yeah. use it for? Yeah, we had it running pretty much all day um, on one day and then ran it you know, into the evening the next day. I did have to charge it up overnight, which is fine. Um, it took a few hours to recharge, if I remember correctly. But like I said, we we plugged it in when we went to bed. It was ready to go again the next day when we got up. So very convenient, very easy. And, and I think nine hours of battery life is pretty good for a device like this. It should be long enough to cover most events and outings. It should. Um, so it says that there's refill. So you, you mentioned that it's my, kind of like an essential oil. Uh, does it come with a refill? Do you have to order them and do they you know, come in packs and how expensive are those? Right, right. Good question. The one that I got came with, uh, I think it was a two pack of refills. So you could kind of use one right away and then you had an extra one. If I remember correctly, the refills last about, I want to say it was like 24 or 36 hours. You can get different size ones, different lengths. Um, and I, I don't remember the exact price of the refills. They're not substantial, but it is one of those things that it is a it is going to be a cost going forward for you. So you will have to factor that in. I want to say each refill is under $10, maybe even under $5. we would have to check, okay. but it's it's not, not, uh, it's it's not, not a bad. barrier. It's not bad. And for, you know, 20 hours, that's probably three to five times out on your patio. Very nice. Now, of course, here's the question. How many mosquitoes are there up in Canada? Oh, yes. Good question. Depends where you are, as it does, I'm sure, in the United States. Where we are in Calgary, we don't typically get a lot of mosquitoes, but when we do get them, they're brutal. Okay. And in the neighboring province, or one province over, I guess, in Saskatchewan and in Manitoba, 
they're known for horrific mosquito infestations. And they joke in Manitoba that the mosquitoes are as big as humming as big as hummingbirds. And they're only partly kidding. So okay. what about where you are? Well, so where we are down here in Florida, we are actually just east of the Everglades. So mm. depending on which way the wind blows makes a big difference because we are about two point no four point four miles from the beach. And then we're probably six miles from the Everglades. So we're literally in the middle. So if the wind is blowing from the east, from the Atlantic Ocean, we're good. But if it's blowing from the west, across the Everglades, all that junk comes. And it's we're talking, you know, mosquitoes and love bugs and all those other flying things over there. So Sounds like you need um, Thermosel also makes a I'll kind of refer to it as a built-in mosquito repellent system where you put sort of stakes in the ground and it does use AC power and it kind of will create almost like a fenced zone area around your yard. I haven't reviewed that product yet. I just sort of looked into it a little bit earlier this season, but that sounds like it might be a good option for folks who are dealing with more, you know, Bigger, bigger and badder mosquitoes than we have here. Okay. I'll have to look into that. We we have a, a uh, screened-in patio, so we just mm. basically don't uh, – if it's that bad, we just don't venture out beyond the screen porch there. And uh, actually going to do a little shout-out from the chat for you there. So, Hi, Stephen. <laughs> nice to see you here on the podcast. Hey. All right. So what caught my eye in the list that uh, you had sent me was very interesting enough because I deal a lot with Wi-Fi from a business perspective, and it frustrates me when clients will bring in a residential version of Wi-Fi into the business and then ask if that were okay. So you had talked about the Eero Pro Mesh. And is this one that uh, you are using in your house? I do. Um, I've had it, oh gosh, for probably two years or so now. Okay. Um, I like the Eero system because it's really easy to set up. Um, if, if anybody's tried to set up their own Wi-Fi network at home, and I know businesses are obviously a, a separate case, but... Previously, it's been really difficult. You sort of need to log into special sites and you need your internet service provider to help you. And there's complicated codes. And, you know, if you want to make any changes to your network, you've got to go online and get this special access. But what Amazon has done with the Eero system is just made it really easy, made it extremely plug and play. You can just plug this system into your um, router or your modem, depending on what you have. And once it gets power, you open up the Eero app and it connects instantly. You can use it sort of as a mesh system. If you have dead spots around your house, you can get a different amount of these Eero pucks, I guess they're called, or pods, and place them around your house. And it'll help eliminate those dead spots and just give you stronger Wi-Fi wherever you need it. So it's a really versatile system. It's easy to use and extremely user-friendly. And I had a really great experience when I reviewed it. All right. So I'm glad you uh, mentioned the mesh because that's the thing that always bothers me. Um, So Netgear has a product that one of my newest clients had already 
deployed before I started working with them. And it was completely mesh. And for what they were trying to do, it just didn't, you know, work because they were using, I think, probably four layers of mesh that they were, mm. you know, uh, having the signal travel without wires. So we're making them do wires out to the outer edges so they could get full power. Now, this actually shows that it says up to 75 devices. Now, is that per per router, per puck, or is that per system? I believe that's per system. Okay. And, I mean, possibly all but the busiest tech bloggers would have a hard time hitting 75 devices, I think. Um, I guess it depends how many smart lights you have in your house. Cause once you start adding smart lights, you know, that's pretty easy to get, you know, 20 or 30 lights if you're converting your entire house. Um, but on average, you know, we've all got a computer and a cell phone and maybe, you know, a, a game or a toy that we're playing. So that's, that's quite a lot of uh, that's with the wrong yeah. word, but quite a lot of support for a lot of devices just for the average home. Well, for an average house, yes. I mean, if mm-hmm. let's say you got, you know, the average two parents, two kids, each has what, two to three devices. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking 12 to 15, all your TVs now. Now you, I imagine, have more than the average uh, when you talk about, because I know you do lighting and, of course, all your gadgets and all your stuff. I mean, would you be willing to share about how many devices you have on your network at any given time? Oh gosh, I probably have probably thirty oh. at any given time. Okay, we we have we recently installed smart lights in um, two major rooms of our home, so that took up you know that's kind of twelve or fifteen individual lights right there, and what we were finding happened on our old system is that the lights would actually drop off. So if, if something, if we got too many gadgets online, if I was using my phone and my laptop and then all the lights were on, it was actually kicking things off our network because it was full. So since we got the Eero system, I've been finding that that doesn't happen. I can have all the smart lights running and not lose contact with them. Um, and, you know, not losing access to my, to my phone's Wi-Fi or my laptop as well. Wow, that was uh, now. Would it, would they drop off because they're inactive? Because I have to imagine that once they connect, or in between commands, they're not just going to stay connected, waiting for a voice command, are they? Yeah, it would. I I'm not quite sure how exactly it drops them off, or how it makes the choice about what to drop off a network like that and what what it keeps. But what I was finding is if if I was trying to control a a room or a group of lights you know, three out of five would turn on if I wanted to turn them on. And then I'd look and two of them would be disconnected from the network. So that was, that was my, my old Wi-Fi system, basically having to kick things off to, to keep my phone connected, for example. So that's, that's way in the background of what most folks will have to deal with. Um, and certainly not your average user experience. So I, I dug into it a bit and figured out, okay, that's what's going on is that, my network can't handle the bandwidth of all the devices I have in the house. So it's only able to service, you know, 20 at a time. So if I have 21 devices online, it just can't do that. Mm. So that's, that's why future proofing your Wi-Fi with something like Wi-Fi six enabled devices is a good idea because yeah. um, 
our, our homes are only getting smarter, right? Well, they are. I'm refusing it as much as possible. So <laughs> getting the Wi-Fi speak sprinkler control was, was a big deal for us. And I told you what happened to, you know, our Amazon uh, Echo. Echo. Is that what the, the box is called? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I ended up throwing it out or sending it to recycling. I, I think that's what you told me happened. Yeah, you were not a fan. No. Um, so, oh, one last question about the Wi-Fi. Do you measure your speeds on your Wi-Fi? Almost never. Okay. If if I'm having a problem, you know, or or something's not acting quite as it should, I find unplugging the router and plugging it back in really quickly re- resolves any problem that I'm going to have. So... We've got high-speed Wi-Fi in the house, um, high-speed internet, and we've also got the Eero Pro system. So it really manages everything we need to do. So, and and I'm not doing things like, you know, playing 4K video games and things that need oh, to be you, really, really super high-speed. 4K I don't movies. <laughs> or, yeah, or streaming 4K movies. And yeah. what we've got works really well for that. So I haven't found the need to to measure the speeds now. Okay, great. Well, let's take a quick moment and acknowledge uh, our viewers here. We've we've got a lot of viewers here, and a lot of them are coming over from your channel. So I just want to acknowledge hey. people that this is not a mistake here. Yes, this is Aaron Lawrence uh, streaming with me. Uh, on the IT Business Podcast, and we're doing kind of a joint session here talking about gadgets from the home just because we're, you know, IT business owners on our side. A lot of my listeners love talking about gadgets. I'm not a gadget guy, so I had to find somebody (laughs) who loved gadgets and uh, have them on the show. And uh, let me also, since we're doing uh, some talk about the tech, I want to reference... Uh, some of the links that I have seen purchased through my affiliate link. And this is something that I've actually bought myself, but uh, a listener or two uh, bought, I think, five or six over the last two weeks. And this is the Vision Tech Radeon 2-gig graphics card. And the reason I, I reference this out is most of my desktops that I'm using are HP, and they are DisplayPort. And some of the original ProDesk 400 models may have only had one DisplayPort outlet and then a a regular VGA output. Uh, People that want to add additional monitors or need that dual DisplayPort, this was an easy way to do it for here. So basically adding uh, this card inside of those ProDesk 400s or any other computer for that matter uh, would add that dual DisplayPort there. So that is the card and dual 4K display. We just talked about 4K. Uh, we have some 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 IT people that they love their games. They love their stuff, even when they're sitting at the office. So a 4K display uh, on dual display ports is good. And now this price goes up and down. I know it's uh it's $118 right now on Amazon. I have seen them sub 100. So if you need to support display port monitors. Uh, even on an older system, uh, this would be the type of card to use. All right. So that gets uh, some of the tech heads off me there. Uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Well, we're about halfway through here. Uh, what's next? Marv, on your li- yes. Marv, we should, we should, I need to give you a quick shout out here. Oh, um, okay. Because some of my YouTube audience is here joining us um, for the live stream, which I'm super thrilled about. Um, 
you have to tell folks how we discovered that we can even do this because this was something I didn't even know was possible. Oh, the, the, the dual live stream. Yeah. Okay. So I use a platform called StreamYard. It is a webbed base streaming platform. And this, I probably ran into this maybe about two and a half, three years ago as they were starting up. And I actually picked this platform because you could stream to multiple locations at the same time. All of the other platforms, including Zoom and um, all the big names, they would allow you to stream to one additional place or you had to use a product like Restream or something where you would pay for them to restream it out to their platform. Well, StreamYard allowed, I think the limit at the time was five. So you could stream to, and I was doing YouTube and Facebook at the time. Well, now they've got it to where you can stream up to eight locations. That's so amazing. I added uh, LinkedIn and sometimes I'll stream to Twitch as well. So I can be streaming simultaneously to all those locations. The cost was phenomenal. It was a very, very low price uh, to do that. Now, I did upgrade to the pro plan to do a lot of this stuff. But the new option that I told you about is that my guests that come on to the live stream can also redistribute this to their channels if they have a YouTube channel or Facebook or LinkedIn, which is what you did today. So that's an option built into the StreamYard platform. Yeah. And you, you've educated me on that. And I've actually been looking into StreamYard and I've had some interest in doing more live broadcasts just like this on my own channel. So the fact that we're able to do these collaborations with, with other podcasts and other YouTubers is fantastic. I'm going to look deeper into StreamYard and I'm so glad that my audience on YouTube is watching this and getting introduced to your podcast, Marv. Well, I appreciate that. And I will also say that this was, we tested it in full stream last week where we actually did a crossover with another podcaster where we started with his podcast in the first hour and then transitioned into my podcast for the second hour and we made it seamless just like this, it was streaming to his channel and we had, you know, all the transitions built in and everything and it worked flawlessly. So amazing. Very nice. The magic of technology. That's what I love about it. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about some additional magic. What else is on your list that you'd like to, to chat about as a gadget of summer? Yeah. Yeah. And things that you can potentially look to Amazon prime day to get as well. I'm anticipating that quite a few of these gadgets are going to be on sale. Um, Maybe one of the things we should look at, Marv, is that Amazon has already put a bunch of its own devices on sale ahead of Prime Day. Mm -hmm. So things like the Fire HD tablet, if you're looking at an Android-based tablet, or things like the um, Amazon Echo or Echo Show line of devices. A lot of these are already on sale ahead of Prime Day, so it's been a really good time to scoop those up. Um, Let's see. I just reviewed the Ring Video Doorbell, um, the new Pro version. That was really exciting, and I also noticed that was on sale somewhere in the neighborhood of 50% off. But maybe let's talk about about a little splurgy gadget. Oh, okay. The the Amazon Echo Frames. Okay, let me bring I, that up. I think these are a really neat device. What they are is essentially sunglasses or glasses, if you prefer, um, that have headphones built in. Um, 
more more tiny speakers that live over your ears than you know something that goes in your ears i guess we could say but it's a super neat concept uh that solves a problem a lot of us have which is you don't want to put on both glasses and headphones cuz that's a lot of stuff around your head and you know if you're a lady and you've got a hair clip in or a headband on or something it's a lot going on so this essentially puts two gadgets into one really smart usable device all right, I'm getting ready to bring that up here. Now, these are, for the most part, you said sunglasses, but they could be just regular glasses. Yes, you can get an option to have sort of more glasses-like frames with clear lenses, or if you like that um, blue light blocking glasses, I think they have an option for that too. I ended up choosing the sunglasses option. And it's interesting because when I unpacked them out of the box... I had them here. I do. Um, hang on, Marv. I'm going to grab them. They're right here. Okay, go ahead, because I'm waiting for your link to come up, and I'm trying to find them on Amazon. And it's almost <laughs> More like they're fun on the live broadcast. It's almost here. like they're sold out here. I can't uh, find them here. Let me, oh, interesting. Let me go back well, to maybe, your link here. I'll just use. Maybe they're working on a new version. But well, it said third generation, but you've oh, you've okay. got your review as the second generation. These are the second generation. So when I unboxed these, I took them out of the package and I thought, oh my gosh, these seem, these feel so cheap. They're so lightweight. Uh They feel like nothing. These are going to be terrible. And the other thing I will say about the Amazon Echo Frames is, with my lights reflecting in in the shot here, is there's really only a few limited styles of them. So you don't get a ton of selection, or at least you didn't during with the um, second generation, I should say. Maybe there's more coming. But I was really impressed by the sound quality and how well it directs the sound from these little tiny speakers that live in the arms of the glasses into your ear. There's almost no sound bleed to people outside and around you. And even in kind... Even in all but the busiest of situations, you can still clearly hear the audio from the sunglasses. So this is another gadget I was really suspicious of or skeptical of, I should say. But I ended up falling quite in love with it. It's uh, it's a pretty fun gadget and it works really, really well. So I know that having the idea of no noise bleed out to you know people around you is good. But what is the quality of the sound? Like if you're listening to music... Is it, do you get like the full bass and the full highs when you're, when you're listening to sound? It's, it's close, Marv. I mean, the best sound quality you're going to get is from a really high fidelity um, pair of headphones or earbuds. And of course, having a really good seal or a really good fit with any pair of headphones helps you to notice the intricacies in that music because these do lose some of that sound you know, out to the air because they're not plugged into your ears. They're sort of just around your ears. It's not going to be as high fidelity as that, but the bass was decent. Um, Listening to podcasts, for example, the voices were really clear, taking phone calls, doing, doing my morning zoom meetings with these on while walking the dog was super helpful. And I was really happy with the sound quality. I think if I did want to listen to something you know, some music in a very high fidelity manner, I would probably put on a higher end pair of headphones and just focus on that audio. 
But if you're the kind of person that likes to listen to podcasts or just some music while you're on the go, while you're walking the dogs, um, out having your morning walk or whatever, these are a great option for that. Now, do you, you said you do Zoom meetings, so that was interesting. Do you take phone calls with them as well? Sorry, I think I did say Zoom meetings and I meant phone calls. <laughs> okay. I meant like conference calls. I love how Zoom Zoom has apparently become synonymous with any kind of yes. meeting now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you took no, calls you can, on you them. You cannot take Zoom calls on these. <laughs> Although that would be something exciting. I, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, are you having a picture, you know, inside that frame project out? and? <laughs> I mean, that's the that's we're on to something, Marv. We should invent these. We where should. you can get the video picture on the inside of your lenses so you can see that superimposed over what you can see around you. Right. And then you got the whole audio experience with the the little speakers in the arms. That's yeah. brilliant. But of course the question would be, how could you then turn around the video to see you? Uh I don't think we're mm. I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking of Star Trek, you know, where they always do, you know, the projection outside the ship that you can see the ship. I'm like, how in the world are they seeing themselves? Maybe it's a hologram. You have to pre-program your own hologram into that or something. Oh, don't start that. Can you imagine? <laughs> we're really off the deep end. Yes, you're talking, you combine AI with holographic technology and Zoom glasses. Yep. We'd be, like I said, we need to call the patent office right after this podcast. We'd be rich. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, okay, those are interesting. And uh, the price, I assume, I mean, it's not going to be like your regular pair of glasses from, mm-hmm. you know, CVS or, you know, whatever. It's going to be like prescription glasses, right? 60 to 100 bucks. Yeah, I think... I'm actually not sure if you can put prescription lenses in them. You probably can, actually. Um, well, I I'd was, have to double check. I on was just Amazon using that as a there. as a price reference. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you can get prescription, uh, yeah, so, prescription glasses are very expensive. Oh, I just saw at least for people like me who have terrible eyesight. I just saw the Bose frames. Have you reviewed those? I have not, no. A tech blogger colleague of mine has, and he quite enjoyed the experience, but I have not had the pleasure yet. $249. I still can't find Amazon frames on the Amazon page. (laughs) Interesting. Well, maybe they're restocking. They may be. There's there's all kinds of new gadgets, too, that Amazon's brought out. There's a uh, a new Echo speaker called the Echo Pop, which just came out within the last few weeks. Really? Another, like... Hand Another size. one you aren't going to like. I'm not going to like? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? It's got the Alexa digital assistant. It's got the microphone oh. in it. It's a, it's a really cute design, actually. They've sort of modified. They've taken the design of the Echo speaker, which is sort of now a, a cylinder. Right. And maybe merged that with the Echo Dot, which was a flat puck. So it's kind of this like... It's like if you sliced a grapefruit on the diagonal across and then propped it on a little stand. That's the Echo Pop now. It's actually called Pop. Pop. So they went from the Echo Show, the Echo Dot, to the Echo Pop. Yes. And I'm going to pull this up real quick. This this obviously was not what we planned on, but there it is. (laughs) Uh, Full sound from a small speaker, and it it looks pretty small. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a neat concept. They're, Amazon's pretty good at design. Um, but it looks like a little 
cylinder thing that you'd stick on a bookshelf. Yeah, a little speakerphone or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Amazon continues to make different products. I mean, depending on what your use case is, they've got a smart speaker or smart screen solution for all of it. If you've got a Ring Video doorbell, for example, and you have an Echo Show device, they will seamlessly link up with each other so that if somebody rings your doorbell, your Ring Video doorbell, it will automatically pop up on your Echo Show device. I have it set up that way here in my home office so that if somebody does come to the door, all I have to do is turn and look at my Echo Show device and I can see who's at the door when it rings. It's very convenient. Okay. So I saw as I was scrolling through the pictures here, Alexa, play my favorite song. Alexa, turn out the light. So let's just go over and, I mean, we're going to expose your house. We need to have you on, you know, tech gadget cribs or something. Uh, <laughs> So, a home tour, yes. So the lights that you got, are they also Amazon-based and tie into these? They aren't. Well, I have tried Amazon's smart light bulbs. Okay. Um, but most of today's smart lighting systems, I'm talking about things like um, Philips Hue or Wiz or Sovi, um, they will all work with both Amazon and Google Assistant. So companies are getting a lot better at making these things more adaptable across different platforms. So you can have, as I do, three or four different lighting brands in your house, and you can control them all with a device like the Echo Show or the Echo Pop. Okay. All right. So I was just bringing up real quick, you had mentioned earlier the Ring Video doorbell, that's a, a wired doorbell, so this is not Wi-Fi. It is Wi-Fi. The wired refers to the power. So for folks who have the old-fashioned doorbell out front, which is you know the little button you actually press, if you take that off, there's usually two low-voltage wires right. behind. So if you don't want to have to worry about recharging a video doorbell, you can hardwire it in using your existing doorbell wires, which is what the um, video doorbell wired aims to do. The other thing Ring does really well is that with a lot of its newer doorbells, it's a dual setup. So you can actually connect it to those doorbell wires if you prefer, or you can run it off battery power if you either don't want to fiddle with the wiring or you don't have a hardwired doorbell available. So Ring makes... Similar to uh, to Amazon's Echo devices, Ring makes a ton of different doorbells for absolutely every home configuration. And this one just happens to be um, one of the more recent ones that I've reviewed it, and that's the Ring Video Doorbell Wired. Okay, so the wire is just for the power, but you connect it to mm-hmm. Wi-Fi just like everything else. Exactly. And the setup, Ring devices are really easy to set up as well. It's it's another brand I quite like and appreciate because even folks who are not tech savvy or or are really concerned with, you know, oh, how would I wire in a doorbell? It's easy. You can connect it to your home's Wi-Fi in just a minute or two. And the app is really intuitive to use. It lets you see who's at your doorbell. You can use your smartphone and that app to speak with someone who's there, give them instructions about where to leave a package, um, you know, or you can just screen your, your callers. If there's a salesperson at the door that you don't want to talk to, you can see that through the ring video doorbell and just not answer the door. Interesting. 
All right. I'm going to bring up one other thing here, but I also wanted to go back that you had mentioned the Amazon Fire HD 10. Yes. And I mean, most of us are probably familiar with tablets and the Amazon Fire. Uh, you put that as one of your things that you reviewed. What what stands out about the 10? Uh, it's a bigger screen size for starters. Amazon did have, I'm trying to remember back to what the number would have been, a, a sort of smaller tablet. This one is designed to be a bit more of a widescreen experience. So it's great for watching movies or playing games because you can hold it sort of horizontally and get more of that full experience. Okay. Um, the other thing, a lot of folks love Android tablets. And, you know, if you have an Android phone, this is something that's that's going to be very familiar. At the same time, it gives you access to all the apps and services you're going to want. It's, you know, you can load up Netflix on there. You have access to your Google Photos library. It's a really good multi-purpose tablet that that will do a lot. All right. And it uh, gives the split screen. Split screen is fantastic. A lot more people are using that feature. So a lot more tablets are coming out with it. You can do things like pop up, you know, a TV show or a movie you're watching in one side and one of your social media feeds on the other. And, you know, or a chat, if you want to be having a chat with someone while you're maybe both watching something, you can do that too. It's uh, we're in a multitasking world and a lot of companies are making it easier for us to do that. Hmm. All right. If I've got a split screen on a tablet, that's just too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a lot going on right in front of you. Yeah. So let's round this out with this. I was like, okay, you gotta be kidding. And as probably the ultimate in summer gadgets, you did a review of this web assist Genesis smart grill. So my first question is, how can a grill be smart? Great question. This is a really neat concept. Um, So the Weber Genesis is, uh, it's very similar to any Weber barbecue that you might pick up from your local home improvement store um, or online if that's where you choose to shop. And it has some technology built into it that allows you to constantly monitor the temperature of the grill or the temperature of your food that you're cooking. Um, It's very similar. It uses very similar technology. If anyone has one of those um, smart barbecue thermometers that comes with, it almost comes with a little handheld unit that lets you monitor the temperature. And in some cases, you can take that with you and sort of keep an eye on your food within reason. Right. This, This is kind of a similar concept. And the technology, though, is built into the barbecue so that it's part of the barbecue. So there's a, a built-in thermostat that will keep tabs on the temperature of the inside of the grill for you. And then you can also connect probes to your food to keep tabs on the internal temperature of the food as well. And everything connects to Weber's app so you can go anywhere in your house or anywhere in your property and know exactly what's happening on your grill and not have to worry about burning your food. The other really cool thing that it will do is it'll send you notifications when your food is either done or getting close to done. Ah. So you don't have to wonder if, you know, is the chicken cooked or is my steak rare? You can actually use the app to, you know, program that type of cook. If you want a perfectly rare steak, you just punch that into the app and then the app is going to let you know when the steak gets to that perfect temperature. 
Okay. That is what I was very intrigued about because yes, I, when I pre-looked at this before, I'm thinking, okay, is it really truly going to be able to send alerts and stuff through the app? So uh, pretty ingenious there. And of course, all the regular stuff. Now, what's odd is this is a propane gas grill, so not electric. Uh, Correct. Not electric, but it does come with the option. You can purchase either the uh, propane tank version, or if you have that gas, natural gas connection at your house, you can do the direct connection. You just choose a different uh, version of the barbecue when you're placing oh, your order. Okay. All right. Now, I have to assume that with the app, now, let me first ask, did you get it? Like, did you get it and keep it? Yes, I did. Okay. How often are you using it? I like to grill when it gets hot. I like to grill about once or twice a week. I mean, if it's here really? in Canada, 32 would be 80, 90 degrees. Okay. So you don't want to turn the oven on in your house. So I like to, to barbecue or to grill outside a couple times a week if it gets really hot. Otherwise, once or twice a week, I'm usually out there. Okay. So... How much is the app helping? Like, is there things for steak and ribs and chicken and hot dogs and all of those things that you can, you know, monitor? Yeah, the app is actually really robust. So you can choose exactly what you're wanting to cook. And then with something like a steak, for example, you can choose what level of doneness you want it cooked to. And then you just program that into the app. Put the probe in the food and you can walk away once it goes on the grill Mm. because it's going to alert you. It'll also tell you things like, okay, now it's time to turn it over. And, you know, so you're, you're really getting guided help with that. And it can really make, if you're not a confident griller (laughs) or you're constantly out there, you know, you have to stick in the instant read thermometer and constantly check. It, it can help you become more confident cooking over fire. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, we may have to consider this. Our, our grill has uh, decided to, it's not taking a dump. That's not the best way to describe it. But, <laughs> but each year I have to redo the insides. We, we get ours, you know, we get probably like a mid-level grill somewhere between four or 500 bucks from either Home Depot or Lowe's. This literally would be, I guess the next step up uh, in terms of price that I saw the pricing was about a thousand or more uh, depending Mm -hmm. on the model. So uh, I guess I I will say Marv though, that what I was surprised about and and one of the reasons it's, it's still here at my house is that it's extremely heavy. It's very substantially built. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stainless steel, a lot of um, maybe cast iron and the grill grates it it was much higher quality than I was expecting. Okay, you know before I got it, and you know we've we've taken good care of it. It's covered, you know, when we're not using it, and I try and keep it nice and clean, which I certainly didn't do with my little seventy five dollar cheapy barbecue I had before that. Um, but I was impressed by the build quality and the other options they have with that grill are little storage compartments underneath or places to put all your, you know, your barbecue tools and things. So it was just really thoughtfully designed. And that was, that was another thing that really surprised me. Well, that was the question I was going to ask. How long do you think it will last? And is it sturdy to, you know, down here in Florida, 
the heat, mm-hmm. even with a cover, we, but we bought a cover yeah. and it's still the cover, you know, fades really fast and, you know, stuff gets in, animals get in and stuff. Yeah. So we only expect our grill to last, you know, two to three years. Oh uh, my. Wow. Or at least I do. Yeah. Um, this, this, I feel like I could have easily for 10 years. Okay. I mean, if I keep it covered and, and, you know, look after it and do the, do the, the kind of maintenance that you should do on a barbecue every year. Um, I have no doubt I'll have this barbecue still 10 years from now. Okay. Now, is there additional maintenance you would have to do on this? Because, you know, outside of the cleaning the grill and checking your propane and stuff, I have to imagine there's something in there electronic that you've got to protect. So does it talk about any sort of additional maintenance for that? No maintenance for that. And it's been cleverly placed um, sort of under one of the shelves. There's two options for powering that electronic connection that does do the monitoring for you. You can connect a, like a battery power bank to it if you want. And they've cleverly designed a little shelf for you to place such a power bank underneath that shelf. So you can connect it and just leave it there which again, really thoughtful design element. The other option is that you can plug it in. If you do have AC power nearby, it comes with a plug, so you can just keep it connected. Um, but yeah, I think as long as as long as the barbecue stays covered and cared for, I don't foresee any problems with that little electronic component. Okay. But I'll have to report back in a, in a year or two. We're going to have to keep up with that. Um, That's right. I'll probably have to wait a year to see how you <laughs> make out with it before we purchase it. So... We'll see how that goes. Well, Aaron, thank you very much. I, I do want to ask a couple of other questions because when we were last on, we had this whole thing about coffee and that you had your coffee shipped in from California. And for some reason, I didn't get the name of the place or when I got it, I didn't sound it out properly. So I was looking for Earth Cafe spelled E-A-R-T-H and it's actually earth as in U R T H and cafe is spelled with two F's. Yes. So they don't make it easy. No, they don't. So I did find it. I still haven't ordered anything yet. So I wanted to ask, are you still getting your coffee from the earth cafe? I, I am any, anytime I travel to California, which I try to do several times a year. Um, I do pick up earth cafe coffee and it is still my absolute favorite. This is this is not a sponsored post. I'm just a huge fan, um, but it's it's great coffee. I love it. Mm. Well, I'm going to have to check it out, especially the organics. Now, the coffee that you order is not the organic, right? It's just the old grandpa and the muddy something. Manhattan mud. Manhattan mud. Those are my two favorites. Okay. And they're the dark roast, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Uh, don't know if I can do a dark roast. Well, they have some really great light roasts as well. Um, honestly, any any of their coffees I've ever had are amazing. And I've now got my mother-in-law on this train too. I bought her, I think it was, a, there's a Vienna roast that they have. And I picked up a bag of that for her and gave it to her for her birthday. And now she's like, okay, well, I'm out of coffee now. I want to get some more of this stuff because now, now I started her on it. She wants to, she wants to keep it up. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Well, so we had a bunch of your listeners uh, watching or viewers watching the show. So I want to give a shout out to them and thank you for uh, live streaming this on your channel as well. And I'm going to ask a question for them. I don't know if they get to ask you all the types of questions that I ask, 
But in terms of your products, when you get to, you know, you pick some of them yourself because that's what you want. You get some people that reach out to you and say, hey, would you review this? And I had asked you before if you had recommendations from your viewers as to things that, you know, they want you to review. Have you done a bunch of those? And if so, what's been your favorite product that a listener has recommended? Hmm, that's a great question. I, I do get requests quite often for comparisons. So someone okay. will see, for example, if I'm reviewing the Ecovax DBOT T20 Omni robot vacuum and mop, someone will say, can you do a review of that compared to, you know, the Roborock S8 Pro Ultra? Um, so I do get requests for that a lot. I'm trying to think. I do get requests quite often from viewers on the YouTube channel and through um, my newsletter, actually. And if I can give a quick shout out to to my newsletter, which folks can sign up for at techgadgetscanada.com, um, I do have a direct connection in there where folks can ask me to review anything that they're looking at as well. Um, I've had the good fortune to review a lot of gadgets already. So quite often, um, I'll get requests for reviews for things that I have already done. So I'm able to reply back with a link to that video or that blog review. Um, I'm trying to think of what the most recent review. Oh, I know what it is. Someone asked me to take a look at this microphone concept, which is actually really cool. I have it right here. It's called a Tula mic, T-U-L-A. Okay. And it's this really cool-looking, retro-styled microphone that's amazing for podcasting, for video producers, and even for conference or Zoom calls if you need a, a better audio solution, if you're doing that kind of work-from-home stuff. So someone sent me a link to this and said, I love how this looks, and I love the idea of this, but can you test it out and see if it's actually any good? And I'm still working on the review, but I will say, spoiler alert, the sound quality on this mic is off the charts. It's really, really good. So folks can watch for that review coming up soon. But that's probably the most recent gadget that a viewer has asked me to take a look at. And I was able to get my hands on one. Interesting. That looks like a little space agey type thing. It's very cool. And I loved it because I do travel quite a bit for my work. And taking along a big, you know, podcasting mic or something that I've got here in the home studio isn't really practical. But this, I could literally fit this inside, uh, inside a pants pocket. And the other really cool thing, the last thing I'll say about this Tula mic, because this is something else we didn't plan to talk about, <laughs> but... It also works as an audio recording device. So mm. it has memory and storage on it. So you can actually use this as a recorder oh. and then grab the files off it for later. So right. if you need something to take notes for you, this is it. All right. We're going to have to talk about that at some point too. I actually just purchased a new recorder, a, a smaller version of the Roadcaster called the Roadcaster Duo. It's still a desktop console, but it's about half the size and I take that on my travel trips when I do podcasting out live and on the road. But that Smart. may be interesting if it actually will hold recordings. It probably depends yeah. on how many probably doesn't do multi-track though. Does it? I think I want to say it does. There's multiple inputs on here. So you can actually connect a second mic to this using the auxiliary mm. port. 
so you can i guess that's that's probably technically one channel but it's two voices so it it gives you options i need to get deeper into this marv my review is not done yet (laughs) (laughs) hurry up (laughs) (laughs) i'll let you know i'll have to send it to you when all right great well aaron uh we've come uh to the end of the hour i want to say thank you for spending this time here in advance of amazon day and giving us some great ideas on tech gadgets for the summer. Marv, thank you so much for having me, and thanks to your audience for listening. Well, thank you all for uh, watching and listening as well. I have put the link uh, to her YouTube channel here on the screen and in the show notes. Uh, The link to techgadgetscanada.com was up earlier, and then I will actually have in the show notes – I don't know if I'll get it in every place, but it'll be obviously on the podcast. It'll be on the YouTube page. All of the links to the stuff that we talked about here on the show and some additional things that were sent in preparation. We'll have all those links on as well. And uh, I'll have a link to my Amazon store, all of those things that you can help support not only my show, but Aaron's uh, YouTube channel, Aaron Lawrence TV. And with that, we're going to say... Thank you. Let you get back to work because I know it's still a work day, but uh, we'll be back soon with another episode or live something of the IT Business Podcast, and we'll see you then. Holla.